When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com and I'm here right now at the Coins Bank Cruise, courtesy of my friends at Bitcoin.com and I'm sitting down right now with Roger Ver, who is the owner of Bitcoin.com and one of the early investors in Bitcoin, the first investor in Ripple, which right now is the third largest cryptocurrency and is also one of the first investors in a lot of crypto, uh, cryptocurrency startups, businesses and different projects. So Roger, thank you for taking the time to sit down and for sharing with my audience. Thank you, Stefan. So you mind sharing with people a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got uh, started as a Bitcoin investor? Sure. So um, I was born and raised in Silicon Valley, right there in California, my whole life, and uh, been around computers. I actually ran one of the most popular bulletin board systems in Silicon Valley back in the 90s for people that are old enough to remember BBSs before the internet was a thing uh, that it is today. And uh, so my whole life been around computers, and my hobby starting from maybe late junior high school age was studying economics. And so I just read every economics book I could get my hands on. And if you think about it, Bitcoin is a convergence of those exact two things, computer science and economics. So I heard about Bitcoin for the first time on a libertarian-leaning uh, radio show in reference to the Silk Road. And I wasn't interested in drugs, but I thought, what kind of money could they possibly be using for this sort of thing? So when I started looking into Bitcoin, I had the exact right background to understand technically how it works. And I had the right economics background to understand why this was going to be important economically. And, you know, I... You can find some really old YouTube videos of me back in 2011 saying that Bitcoin is going to outperform everything by more than 100 times over the next two years. And I made a public bet with the world for $10,000 that that would be the case. And at the time, everybody's saying, you're nuts. Bitcoin's stupid. Why would anybody ever use this for anything? And sure enough, here we are today. I sure called that one. And uh, today I'm calling that Bitcoin Cash is going to surpass the BTC version of Bitcoin in the future as well. And I'm looking forward to being right on that one as well. Yeah, do you remember how much you bought Bitcoin for originally? Sure. So my very first purchase of Bitcoin, I sent $25,000 to the personal account of the guy who founded Mt. Gox. And everybody that follows the Bitcoin space, they just kind of assume Mark Carpellis was the founder. But no, it was Jed McCaleb. And I don't know if that name rings a bell with you. Jed McCaleb then went on to be the creator of Ripple. 
And so the original founder of Mt. Gox then went on to be the founder of Ripple and then later Stellar. Anyhow, I sent a wire to his personal bank account uh, for $25,000, and Bitcoin was less than a dollar each at the time. So I did all right on that one, too. Awesome. So for uh, most of my audience that is watching this, they're probably new to cryptocurrency. Small percent might own or invest in it, but the majority of people, they might have heard about it, but they're not yet utilizing it and investing in it. What, what, what do you believe in the importance of this? Why should people start paying more attention to cryptocurrency and start investing in, owning, and utilizing it? Sure. So what I've been saying since 2011 is that the invention of Bitcoin, meaning cryptocurrencies in general, is the most important invention in the entire history of humankind since the Internet itself. That's how big a deal this is. So it's right there, up, up there on importance, on the same level as like the Internet, electricity, the wheel, the transistor. That's how big of a deal it is because for the first time ever in all of human history, Bitcoin and digital currencies allow anyone to send and receive any amount of money with anyone anywhere in the world instantly without permission. You don't need permission from a president. You don't need permission from a king. You don't need permission from a bank. You don't need permission from anyone at all. And it literally can go directly from person to person without needing permission. That was impossible before the invention of Bitcoin. And that helps bring more economic freedom to the entire world. And from studying economics, I realized that countries with more economic freedom have a higher standard of living for everybody. So if you look at the economically free countries like Hong Kong, Singapore, Switzerland, those are great places to live. If you look at countries with less economic freedom, the North Koreas, the Venezuelas, the Cubas, they have a relatively low standard of living. And so more economic freedom leads to more economic growth. More economic growth leads to a higher standard of living for everybody. So if you want to have everybody have a higher standard of living all over the world, you should be promoting economic freedom. And the best tool we have ever had in the entire history of the world to promote more economic freedom for everybody are digital currencies. And, and Bitcoin Cash specifically, it's, yeah. at this point, is my favorite one. But there's lots of them out there. Ripple is great, too. There's a thousand and one different cryptocurrencies. Take a look at them and use whatever one is most useful to you. And we were just talking about it a moment ago. My favorite use case for these, you shop on Amazon, right? You can save 30% off every single purchase from Amazon by using Bitcoin Cash on a website called purse.io, P-U-R-S-E dot I-O, 30% on Amazon. That means if you want to buy a product that normally is $50, it'll only cost you $35 uh, worth of Bitcoin cash. That's a big, big deal. And uh, the way that works, people usually say, how is that possible? That, that doesn't make sense. What's going on is Amazon has another platform that's part of Amazon's business group, but a lot of people haven't heard of it. It's called Amazon Mechanical Turk. And what this platform does is it allows businesses in high-wage areas like New York City or San Francisco or London to hire people in low-wage areas to do work online, and Amazon handles all the payments in the platform for that sort of thing. So if you're in San Francisco and you want to pay someone to do something, Amazon's Mechanical Turk platform will handle that for you. But Amazon only pays these people in Amazon store credit. So if somebody's in you know, India, for example, they can earn a bunch of Amazon store credit making far more money than they could make working locally in the domestic job market in India. But the Amazon store credit's not that useful for them because it might cost a lot of money to ship the Amazon products to them and maybe there'll be crazy import tariffs. And basically this entire problem is caused by a lack of economic freedom, but the problem exists. So what these people do is you go on purse.io, say what you want from Amazon, this person will then spend their Amazon store credit. Amazon ships it directly to you. You receive it direct from Amazon just like normal. And then Purse.io acts as the escrow company. Once you've received the product, they release the Bitcoin cash to the person overseas. They get the Bitcoin cash, which is much more liquid than the Amazon store credit. You get your Amazon stuff at 30% off. Everybody's super happy. It's a win-win situation for everyone involved. So if you haven't tried it yet, Purse.io is the website. And it's a reason for everybody to start using Bitcoin cash. 
Great. And now I know you've had a lot of success as an investor, Bitcoin, Ripple, uh, other cryptocurrencies. How do you approach is, you know, investing in cryptocurrencies? Uh, what's the mindset? How do you determine what you're going to buy and what you should invest in? So the, the price of anything, and I learned this from studying economics, the price of everything is set by supply and demand. And you probably heard that in your high school economics course, but let's stop and think about what that means for a minute. So with Bitcoin Cash or a specific currency, you know exactly what the supply is going to be. So the only other variable there to affect the price would be the demand. So you have to stop and think for yourself what would create a demand for these cryptocurrencies. And to me, it seems very clear. If you can use them as cash, that's more useful to use than traditional forms of cash or credit cards or PayPal, then people are going to start using it. So if you make it useful, people are going to use it. And I think saving 30% off on Amazon is pretty darn useful. I think being able to send and receive money with anyone anywhere in the world, basically for free and instantly with nobody having to give you permission, that's pretty darn useful. So I think the cash use case is the killer app for these sorts of things. So if you make a digital currency incredibly useful as cash, Bitcoin Cash, that increases the demand. If the supply is the same, the demand goes up, then the price goes up. And a lot of people are looking into cryptocurrencies and they see Bitcoin, oh, I, I wish I had bought it when it was so much cheaper. Now it's $6,000 each. Well, there's been a bit of a civil war and feud within the Bitcoin camp and the BTC version of Bitcoin. Those people openly say that they don't want it to be usable as cash. They think it should just be a store of value. And they say that it's a good thing that the fees are high and the transactions are slow and unreliable. Well, anybody that stops and thinks for a moment themselves can realize that a fast, cheap, reliable version of cash is better than a slow, expensive, and unreliable store value or whatever the BTC camp is trying to build at this point. So I wish them good luck, but from an investor, it's so incredibly clear. Bitcoin Cash has so much more potential. And I made another video, I think you could, maybe you can put a link to it in your description, where I outline the 10 things I think it was of exactly what attracted me to Bitcoin early on and why I invested in Bitcoin. Today, the BTC version of Bitcoin only has uh, two of those things left. The Bitcoin Cash version of Bitcoin has nine of those ten things. So from an investor standpoint, the exact same reasons I was investing in Bitcoin in 2011 are the exact same reasons I'm investing in Bitcoin Cash today. So you basically approach it as whatever has the most practical use for the most amount of people, that's going to have the best long-term investment value. And you see that... For those that aren't clear, there's a fork last year with Bitcoin. Now there's Bitcoin Cash, but Bitcoin Cash, you see it as a way more practical use than Bitcoin. Yeah. The speed, the less fees, and and other different purposes. Bitcoin too. Cash has all the practical use cases yeah. that made Bitcoin popular to begin with. Right. And the BTC version of Bitcoin, the one that everyone's calling Bitcoin in the media, it doesn't have those characteristics anymore. The transactions are slow, expensive, and unreliable. If in 2011 I started promoting Bitcoin to everybody, hey, there's this new thing you can use and your transactions will be slow, expensive, and unreliable. Give it a try today. People yeah. would have laughed me right out of the room. But the pitch I was giving everybody in 2011 is that Bitcoin allows you to send and receive any amount of money with anyone anywhere in the world instantly, basically for free, and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. That pitch is still true about Bitcoin Cash. That pitch is no longer true about Bitcoin. So that's why I'm so bullish on Bitcoin Cash today. Got it. Now, a lot of people, you know, in the media, they debate, you know, cryptocurrencies are too risky, too volatile. Um, you know, what's what's the opinion, the belief that you have around that? So cryptocurrencies are incredibly risky. They are incredibly volatile. But if you look at them and you know that the supply is limited and if you think they're going to become more useful over time, which means people more people want to use them, which increases the demand, 
the price is set by supply and demand. So if the more people are going to use them, the supply stays the same, the price will go up. So ask yourself, is saving 30% on Amazon, is that a good use case? If you're in India working on Mechanical Turk and having this payment method to convert your Amazon store credit into something liquid, is that useful? Are you going to start using it? If the answers to you seem to be yes to these questions, then Bitcoin Cash is a fantastic investment. And there's lots of volatility in the short run up and down. But from my point of view as an investor, I want to be exposed to as much of that volatility as I can over as long a period of time as I possibly can. And I've been exposed to the volatility of Bitcoin for almost eight years now. And there have been lots of ups and downs that I just held the whole way through. Until recently when I saw the writing on the wall with the Bitcoin BTC version of Bitcoin Cash. And so I recently have sold most of my BTC to buy more Bitcoin Cash. And uh, I'm very confident in the long run that that's going to be a fantastic investment because Bitcoin Cash is usable as cash. BTC is kind of a science project at this point. And I wish them good luck. But from investment, it doesn't make any sense at this point. Right. So you're, you take the long-term approach, so even though if it drops or crashes, that's an opportunity for you to buy more at a cheaper price? Um, most of my net worth is already in cryptocurrencies, so I hold... I, and don't put all of your net worth into cryptocurrencies, and don't put all of your cryptocurrency investment into one single cryptocurrency. The key to investing is diversity. Have a, a portfolio. So if you're going to invest some in cryptocurrencies, which I think is a good idea... Of course, hold some Bitcoin Cash, hold some Ethereum, hold some Monero, hold some Dash, hold some Zcash, Zcoin, take your pick. Even hold some BTC because BTC has the Bitcoin name and everyone's busy buying Bitcoin because they think it's the same version of Bitcoin that it was in 2011 because they haven't done their research. Anybody that dives in deep, and in fact, we just heard Bobby Lee on stage earlier today, I don't know if you were in the room, um, but he said that Bitcoin Cash is the original version of Bitcoin as outlined by Satoshi Nakamoto. BTC no longer is, and that's somebody that's been involved in Bitcoin a long time, founder of BTC China, saying that right there on stage, and I'm saying that as well, so these are the early, early people are saying that Bitcoin Cash has the fundamental characteristics that made Bitcoin popular to begin with, and the BTC, Bitcoin, what everyone's calling Bitcoin today, it has the Bitcoin name, but it doesn't have the fundamental characteristics that made Bitcoin successful to begin with. Got it. So I know uh, earlier, telling me about your app that yeah. you guys have, and you mentioned that there's a link people can go to. If- go to Bitcoin.com. You yes. can get the Bitcoin.com wallet for free, and then head on over to free.bitcoin.com, and we'll give anybody some free Bitcoin cash by visiting free.bitcoin.com. It's, it's not a lot. It's like seven or eight cents worth. But we'll literally, we'll send it directly from our computer, directly to your phone, anywhere in the world, just like that. And it's so easy. And we and just so ins- for me, I was saying, you know, I okay for you to send it to me, I need a Coinbase account. But you're saying this a lot easier to send it. So uh, I got the app on my phone. The Wi-Fi is a little bit slow here, so hopefully it'll load up. Yep. So it says it's creating your first wallet here, and so it's a very, very important distinction. So lots of people are using Coinbase. Coinbase is a fantastic service. They make it super easy to buy and sell cryptocurrencies, but it's not a wallet. Coinbase is a Bitcoin bank or a cryptocurrency bank where they're holding your cryptocurrency on your behalf. And if you want to be able to send and receive cryptocurrencies with anyone without permission, you need to be using a cryptocurrency wallet, which means you're holding the private keys yourself, like the Bitcoin.com wallet, like the Blockchain.info wallet. There's lots of Bitcoin wallets, but don't confuse a Bitcoin wallet with a Bitcoin bank. And the Bitcoin.com wallet supports both Bitcoin Cash and the Bitcoin core version BTC, which is what everyone's calling Bitcoin. You can see I'm both in there. So I, I say I can buy Bitcoin or I can receive Bitcoin. Right. You can't send in here because you don't have any, Got but it. we're going to fix that here right now. Okay. So click on receive. Click on receive. Okay. And so we should mention you. Yep. Here's this QR. And if you want to send him a tip, <laughs> hopefully you can see that. Just scan that. I'm going to scan it right here for my phone. Hold okay. it still. So I've scanned it. 
And notice, in order to install the app, um, you didn't give your name, you didn't give your email, you didn't give your tax ID number, you didn't give any information at all, right? So, and I'm on the slow boat internet here. Mine's calculating the fee to send that. The fee is going to be about one-seventh of a U.S. penny to send that. If I were sending the BTC version of Bitcoin, the fee would be maybe 50 cents today, maybe a dollar. In December of last year, it was $50 on average. So I just hit the send button. Maybe you can hold yours up for the screen to... And in a second there, that should show up here. We'll wait for that to load your balance there. So is this, so is this somewhere people would store their, their Bitcoin to you, or would you recommend for larger amounts to use a hard wallet? Or uh, So for large, large amounts, use a hardware wallet. It's a good thing. But if you want to go shopping on Amazon and save 30% using yeah, the Bitcoin.com wallet, it's fantastic. If you want, basically, I use the Bitcoin.com wallet all the time. So basically, the speed of this... Barring the Wi-Fi is almost immediate. Basically, it's lightning fast anywhere in the world just like that. The fee was a seventh of a penny. Once your phone manages to connect to the Internet again, you'll see that I sent you some Bitcoin cash. And it literally went directly from my phone to your phone just like that. Awesome. And uh, life is better with Internet. Great. (laughs) So how how can people find out more about you and and what you're up to? Yeah, so visit Bitcoin.com to learn all about Bitcoin cash uh, and digital currencies. And if you want to follow me, uh, I'm active on Twitter. So I'm uh, Roger K. Veer is my Twitter ID. There's lots of fake Rogers on Twitter. Don't believe the other ones. Roger K. is in Keith Veer uh, is my Twitter ID. So. Cool. And yeah. also check out their YouTube channel as well, Bitcoin.com. YouTube will link to that as yeah. well. We've got a lot of great content. If you're just, just getting started, brand new to this, they have tons of resources and information to help you learn more to, so that you can get started with this. And if you like this content, make sure you subscribe to this channel, share the video with a friend, and uh, get started today at Bitcoin.com. So thank you for, for I appreciate it. Let me tell the world. Thank you, Roger. Thank and you. And thank you, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.